Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. I thought we lost Cousin Brewski. Dove out of the picture frame. I was like, oh, the show's just about to go on the air, Brewski. Where yeah, sorry. are you? Well, it's not getting rid of any of us that easy. Yeah. It's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve back for a fantastic and exciting edition. Welcome to the program. And by the way, we were so excited in our last episode that's already been posted days ago. People go listen to it. Uh, that was episode 40. Oops, we kind of forgot to commemorate that in any way. Oh, no. So. No, I thought it was uh I thought the I thought that was 39. No? No. Hmm. Well, I don't no. know. Now you're making me paranoid. Let me double check. <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm almost positive you said the one we were doing was 38 and then no. we didn't mention the next no. one. No? no? no, no, no. Last one was 40. We're on 41 right now. So, congrats, everybody. We made it into our 40s. So. I would have worn my 41 hat, dude. That's I wanted to wear my 41 hat. Damn it. You want to go That's grab right. it real quick? Bruce and no. I can catch up. Yeah, we're, we're officially cougars <laughs> now. I mean, you know. Yeah, we are. No, I just. Ooh, uh, we're still MILFs. 40 something <laughs> is MILFs. Are we cougar. sure about that? I'm pretty sure about that. I think anything south of 50 is still MILF category. South oh. of 50? Okay, so 50, you become a uh, GILF? Yeah, I mean, you're still 30s and 40s. That's mom age, right? I mean. Yeah, I'm for some. <laughs> I mean, he, keep trying to rap, he keeps trying to age us. I don't know why, but Brewski, how old are you today? Fifty three. Uh, close. I'm uh, I'm closer to fifty three than I am fifty two. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're young and spry. That's the only point. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm fi- I'm fifty two and three months. Nice. All right. I was uh, I was hanging out with Dottie and my son yesterday, and for some reason, my son, who is home today and is below me, you probably hear me right now, uh, he got up this whole topic about what is old, like what is the definition of old, and he kept being like, in your 50s, you're old. Like, <laughs> mindset, baby, buddy, all about the mindset. Dude. Yeah. yeah, especially with my with my girl right beside me, my younger girl right beside me. This is our casual conversation. Dad's old, everyone. <laughs> so Crosby blocking a little peen. Right, peen blocker. Minority uh, <laughs> is our website. Find us on all the socials. Chime in, share it, scream at us like conservatives, or support us like the nice, friendly liberals do. So, Steve, can you do me a favor? Can you refer to your penis as sweet meat to Dottie, please? You said please, so <laughs> there you go. but don't warn her. Just just refer to it as sweet meat. Just <laughs> gonna have to do it quickly. She listens to the program, so uh, you got the rest of this week up until Friday. Yeah. <laughs> can I get to it? Hey, hey, baby, the deli's open. You want a little sweet meat? Or... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love a sausage. Yeah. Uh, I'll see if I can slip it in there for you. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. We are here today to blow your mind. We've got things to talk about that, according to the Internet, will blow your mind. we got a couple of things to talk about, but this first article from uh, Star Insider, uh, which I don't even know what that is. but It's reputable. Uh, we'll say that right uh, now. You know, it's on the interweb, so it must be reputable. It must be uh, true. Of course. Now, I found it on the Microsoft homepage, so uh, under their news and pop culture. Uh, <laughs> the finest are, news source right there. Of course. Well, Bill Gates runs the world, I've been told. Well, by the internet, so uh, the headline is mind-blowingly bizarre things that people actually believed 60 years ago, which is not that long ago. Right? <laughs> so why is it okay to feel old now? I mean, really, we're going back as 60 years ago is not that long ago, right? It is not. Essentially, when Brewski was born, these things were still commonly held. <laughs> Believe so. <laughs> and then 13 years later, when Nick and I were born, they were commonly all believed. So. Oh, Not after Bruce, I just mean 60. Just, you know, yeah. yeah. If it's 60 years, and then, you know, we're, we're talking about 1963. Did we hear any of these things? Do we think they're shocking or mind-blowing? And uh, when did they go away, I guess? Yeah, and do we think they should still be here? Uh, should there be a resurgence? Should we bring them back? 
Well, this first one, I think maybe for some of our conservative friends, we should talk about bringing back the ice pick lobotomy. Taking a long metal rod and jamming it through the eye socket into the brain was seen as an effective way to treat mental illness. It says, although it usually did not have the desired calming effect, it often left people paralyzed and mentally disabled. I don't know that I ever heard of this, an ice pick lobotomy. I've heard of it, dude. I mean, we, 60 years ago, to think that we were that archaic is crazy to me, but I've heard of it. I've got, I've got to, I have to reach into a philosophy pair. Yeah. DDT did a job on me. Now I am a real sickie. Guess I'll have to break the news that I got no mind to lose. All the girls are in love with me. I'm a teenage lobotomy. Thank you, Joey Ramone. Tremendous play by Brewski. Nice. Was that the Ramones? I thought you were dropping. Sure was. Yep. It's, yeah, it's actually, yeah. Brewski it's just actually, dropping some knowledge. It's nice. actually a song called Teenage Lobotomy. Nice. Do you know what a barber pole is? Sure, the like red and white stripe thing that spins around in front of the barbershop. Do you know why it's uh, red color like that? It used to be all red. Then it went oh. to red and blue. Do you know why? I think I know. If it was all red, I can't imagine its spinning was doing much of an effect. But Well, no, no I mean, it, it wasn't red, blue, red, blue stripes. It was a red stripe all the way around. Okay. No, I, I don't know any of this. Go ahead. Uh, barbers used to be blood letters. So if you had a, a malady, you would go to the barber, and they would cut you, and they would let your blood because they thought they could get rid of the infection in your blood. <laughs> that was a commonplace thing, and not that long ago. That's a one-stop shop right there. Trim my well, hair, trim my beard, but, and uh, get rid of my, what, psoriasis or something by bleeding me out? I don't well, know. Depression, but, they did it for so many different reasons, dude. I mean, actually, they were doctors, apparently. Yeah, sure. Well, technically, Doc Holliday... The famous gunfighter. Yeah, he he was actually a barber, and a dentist, and a a doctor, quote unquote, and that's where the doc comes from. But yeah, you would go there for your dental work, your minor surgery, and haircut, and your bloodletting, dude. I mean, they did it all. I mean, it was it was crazy. And like I said, it's not that long ago, sixty years ago, someone stuck a spike in your head to try to get you to forget about something, or (laughs) at least you know, like give you a clear conscience. I don't know. I know some guys in New Jersey that still do that though to get your conscience clear. (laughs) Well, that's this is how we start the list off. This is just number one. It's a list of what. I don't even know. There's a whole bunch on here. Um, and by the way, I barely trust my hair cutter to do my beard. I'm not like, <laughs> lead me out for anything. So we've come a long ways, but yeah, 60 years, not that long ago. Uh, next thing on the list here, uh, wives must let their husbands speak first. <laughs> well, well, expectations of wives have changed greatly over the years. It's hard to imagine a time in which women were taught uh, that anything their husband had to say was more important than what they had to say and that women were instructed <laughs> to keep quiet and listen. It's not a coincidence, the article says, that divorce rates have increased since this change. <laughs> right. <laughs> it wasn't unusual, though, back in the 50s and even into the early 60s for men to actually discipline their wives by spanking them <laughs> and i don't and i don't mean like in the type of way we think about these days say, like i've been a, doing some disciplining of late <laughs> like sexy time sort of thing like yeah. put you across the, the lap and, <laughs> and start spanking away listen obviously it's foul we think back not that long ago brewski when we see archie bunker as a hero to many people across america mm-hmm. yeah that's fair yeah I will tell you, I came up with a theory a few years back. Uh, I'm, I'm working on my book. It's called The uh, Alpha Beta Protocols. I came to a realization because I have a long history of dating other alphas, you know, women's that are women's types that are <laughs> that are outspoken women. Uh, I realized you can't really have two alphas in a relationship. It, it just leads to headbutting and conflict. And the old oh, yeah. philosophy that somebody should be the alpha and someone should be the beta, that was based on what this is. Like the man should always be the alpha. But I actually think I kind of agree with it nowadays. Like somebody has to be the alpha. Somebody's got to be the beta. It doesn't mean you have to be subservient to the other or you should be talking down to that person but if you've got two leaders eh, you end up in defeat does it create controversy to ask you what you are 
And what what are you? Are you the alpha or the beta? Well, I was always an alpha as well. Jamie was an alpha. The Hindenburg was an alpha. And none of those relationships ended well. And there was a lot of conflict in them. And in both of those relationships, I came to a point of, you know what? I'm just going to back it off. I'll be the beta. Like, this is not worth all this conflict and head sure. Like, And again, it doesn't mean you're subservient or you're lesser or anything. But just, you know, fine. You decide where we're going for dinner. Or this argument is not that important to me. I'm just going to back it off. It doesn't well, bother me, dude. Uh, you know what? If it's real important to me, uh, I would like to be able to express it as a as a partner and and hope that oh yeah she'll she'll want to do this because she sees that I want to do it, not because like I win. I don't want to do it. Right. I think that's pretty foul, right? I will tell you the uh, I have it right here in my desk still the uh, seven principles uh, for making marriage work from Doctor Gottman. He talks about the fact that in a lot of religious settings that some men take that philosophy that they should be the head of the household and that some men take that to the extreme, that they're the superior one and it's all up to me. But he makes the point, if you do that philosophy without the condescension, it actually does do well for a relationship. He's saying exactly what I'm saying. Somebody should be the alpha. Someone should be the beta. doesn't mean you don't listen to the beta. doesn't mean you don't respect their opinion, take it in. But at the end of the day, someone's got to be the leader. With anything, I suppose. You know, yeah. I mean, that's just how life works, I guess. Right. Yeah. I'm somewhat well, attracted know, to strong-willed women. But if you go, if you're both just that alpha dog, it, it's not going to work. Well, you know, there's this uh, dynamic that I see sometimes people, women in particular, putting on their online dating profiles. Right. That they're looking for an FLR. FLR. Or a, Let me think about that. Hold on. A female-led republic. No. Uh, no, you're close. Uh, I have no idea. What is it? <laughs> Female-led relationship. Oh. Okay. Yeah. They and they're, oh, they're, they're looking for a partner who is, you know, looking for that or is amenable to that. An FLR, Art. as in if you want to date them, they're yeah, letting you know it. ahead of time, Submit. I'm going to be in charge no matter what. Do you uh, write to those relationships? Would you be in one of those, Brewski? No. <laughs> it doesn't work for you? No, it doesn't. All right. This is yeah. all going in my book, The Alpha Beta Protocols. I, I think that what, I, I guess, Back up a second. Are you writing a book? I'm working on it. Good what? for you. Time out. What the hell is it just this? I mean, what, you're joking. working I on haven't, it? No, I haven't like written a book, but I put a lot of thought into this whole thing because it's come up in my life and my love life and many times. And What's the title? The Alpha Beta Protocol. All right. Someone should take the lead. It doesn't have to be based on sex, but somebody should take the lead in a relationship. And if you're both alphas, one of you has to consciously decide to step it back a notch. And you'll well, be much happier in that relationship. There will be a relationship if you can do well, that. I can tell you that with the Jen, she and I butted heads a lot because we both wanted to kind of be the one in control, except when it came to the bedroom. She wanted me to take control all the time and she wanted nothing to do with like if i wanted to know what feels good and that sort of thing she wanted to just be taken that's funny like she totally dug that it's one of the chapters in my book because i had said that to the hindenburg like you know what you go alpha everywhere except the bedroom you're mine in there so <laughs> i'll take charge in there thank you very much you take the rest i don't care it's not worth a headache I now feel like a failure, all right, and I'll let you know you briefly why. Uh, no, but you, Bruski uh, and I have. Bruski? <laughs> what? You got a book of the publishers, and now Steve's suddenly writing a book, but hasn't really wrote <laughs> any of it. write it mentally first. He's, <laughs> so, he's, he's working on the outline, because exactly. every every good book sure. starts with an outline. There you go. I think it's, uh, I think it's, uh, it's not the best to say I'm writing a book. <laughs> I mean, let's say that I'm planning to write a book. <laughs> you know, I'm giving away my all my ideas. So if someone it's wants to take it, just send me 10%. It's in the outline stage. Ghost writers apply within. Right. All right. Well, I'm excited to say I want number two. <laughs> I don't know if that means anything to you, but I want number two. Well, here you go. Uh, next on the list, same similar topic, though. Um, the wife's job was to provide an orderly home. Again, this is 60 years ago. This was the commonly held philosophy. Uh, in a similar sense, women were instructed to keep the house clean and orderly at all times for their husbands. So similar to the women should speak first, women were expected to keep the house in order. Hmm. Listen, here's how this is going to work. Yep. Okay. This is another chapter in the book, by the way. So give me your thoughts, and then I'll tell you where I'm at with it. All right. I'm just saying that, like, my current situation, 
is that my wife is by far the financial breadwinner of this relationship. So why wouldn't I take up for what else needed to make our lives work? Like, it's not a gender thing necessarily. I think someone, again, maybe she, we can call her the alpha and now she's earning the money. So I stay back here and I do this. I clean our house and I don't, I don't think it should matter. You can co-write the chapter with me, Nick, because I totally agree. Like, All it's right. not about gender roles. It's about balance. It's about being partners. Like, yeah. if either your work schedule doesn't allow it, or I've been with women who just aren't into cleaning. They're not that orderly, but I am. So it's fine. I'll take these tasks. You take some other stuff, though, off my plate. Like, it should be about balance. So somebody in the relationship should be in charge of keeping an orderly home, but it doesn't have to be the woman by default, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Were the days that it was, you know, I expect my wife be a good wife. Don't say anything and make that house clean. Well, and back in those days, the husband was working full time and and could support for the entire family. So it makes sense that the one who's not working full time, if you're home, of course you should be the one cleaning and doing all that stuff. So yeah. I think it's good to find the balance. I used to hate paying bills. Like, it would stress me out to sit down once a month and write checks. So my wife took that, and then I took some chore. Like, you got to find the balance. Yeah, exactly. Find the balance. Number four on our list, will it be based off sexual relations or genders? Uh, I didn't even know that 60 years ago there were ATMs, but apparently ATMs became a thing 60 years ago, and everyone thought they were dumb and silly. Nowadays, we can't imagine our lives without the convenience of an ATM, but when they were first introduced, people were skeptical of the necessity and didn't use them at all. I don't even have a bank I could go into if I wanted to. It's all done through my phone, and and that's it. I don't have a bank. It's just like today people think, oh, it'd be so silly if uh, you put a little IR tag in your wrist, and you're just going to scan for everything from now oh, on. No, it no may way. be a thing, dude. We, uh, we said the same thing about the ATM 60 oh, years ago. Be. It will be. Yeah. I just learned that hearing aids nowadays can hook up to Bluetooth, so you can listen yes. to music in your hearing aids or talk on your phone. Like That's a step away from a chip being put in your body, right? Sure. So, yeah, yeah. But, I said, but at least with that, though, you have the option of removing it from your ear. Like yeah, a chip sure. being put in your body is no Maybe you could you. unplug your chip, dude. I, I mean, we don't know what it's going to be. I'm totally fine with having a chip put in my body. I would oh, do no. it today. No, thanks. Uh, I mean, the convenience of it, just all my credit card, my ID, my everything, my wallet, just scan. Like, that sounds awesome to me. No, it's just the, all that comment is for is to get Brucey riled up. Yeah. All, oh, that's riled all up. that comment's for. I, I'm not riled up. I'm just not my thing. But if you want to do it, have at it. I seriously would, though. I mean, my Apple Watch, you could already do Apple Pay and all that stuff. What do I need to just put it in my body? What do I need to carry it around for? Wearing well, it? Then, in, what if someone what if someone kills you or drugs you and then takes you like a weekend at Bernie's and just has you scan for everything? <laughs> Uh, they'll go after the low-hanging brewski fruit first, who still has a wallet and is standing by the bank. They're not going to chop my arm off to go. Well, I'll tell you what, they're not going to carry me around, not at like 280, <laughs> yeah. you know. I'm not, That's I'm good not anti-theft Bernie. device, you're right. Yeah, I'm not Bernie Lomax, you know, <laughs> easy to be carried around. Right. All right, next on the list. And a lot of these seem to be sexist. I can't imagine why 60 years ago. Uh, single women can't be trusted with credit cards. Single women, not just oh. women in general. Loose, uh, the- loose women, let's just say it. Right? Tramps. Uh, banks were allowed to refuse credit cards to a single woman as it was believed that they couldn't be trusted with them. A husband was required to co-sign the application. That yeah. is true, dude. I've heard that. <laughs> Even for bank accounts, if you were a single woman, you had to have a male adult, be it a father, an uncle, or a brother, that co-signed your bank account wow. back then, too. You were chaperoned. You, I mean, it's it's terrible to think that that's not that long ago. Chaperoned. Yeah. Brewski, when did women get the right to vote? So, you know... Computing. 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 Brewski is computing. Boston Booyah! Here's the answer. It's maybe slow internet today. When I see Brewski's eyes spoke out of his head, (laughs) it may be the greatest thing ever. Well, here's the thing. It actually happened in 1919, and not coincidentally, it was the 19th Amendment that gave women the right to vote. But technically, it was ratified in 1920, but it was passed by Congress in 1919. Wow. Just really not that long ago. No. No. 
Not at Crazy. all. I love when I hear like the uh, the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, you know, reminisce about the good old days. The good old days <laughs> right. when you, you know, could barely vote, you couldn't get a credit card on your own, you were told to stay at home, speak second. Like, really? This is the good old days for you, home woman. Well, but she doesn't mean that way. She only means on certain things. Right. And it's like, no, this isn't a cafeteria. You don't get to pick and choose. You yeah. either take it all or you get none of it, you yes. know? She likes the black people who were discriminated against back then. Oh, of course. All right, we continue with mind-blowing things that were commonly held as uh, normal 60 years ago. Uh, this is an interesting one. I've never heard of this. Flight attendants had to retire at age 32. Yeah. Stewardesses all... were held to high physical standards in order to perform their job duties for some reason and maintain the airline's image and status. So until 1972, a flight attendant was forced to retire on her 32nd birthday. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a, I mean, an honor and a privilege, you know, the way that they made it seem. But these are the same women who show up to work at uh, Pan Am and have to be weighed, you know, weekly. And if you don't make weight, well, you're not going to be a flight attendant on our flight, dude. Bring on the sexy stews, you know. You start getting those those chubby gams, and they don't want you like, walking up and down the aisle with the drink cart. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. But I guess the happen. airline industry, you can put it, try to disguise putting, you know, limitations on your size and weight and all that as far as like, well, we can't have fuel costs too high if you've gained 30 pounds. But, yeah. But we that's need hilarious. To know who to put in the front and in the back, you know? <laughs> I love that it says to defend the airline's image and status. 32. Well, but you look at a lot of the uniforms that they wore back then, like a lot of really short skirts in the 60s. Uh, some of them wore, like, go-go boots. I mean, even now you look at them, you're like, wow, that's kind of a hot chick, you know? If you see the way passengers used to dress when they traveled. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, with the hats and the canes and the twill and the tweed. I mean, it was a, it was an event. They had to be beautiful 32-year-old stewardess. This could have been my uh, dating parameters. If you could be a stewardess <laughs> in the 60s, you're still eligible. What's, I think you'd still be single, dude. I think you'd still be single. Oh, I know some hot 30-somethings, so uh, 32, how harsh. Yeah. And I love that it was just all phrased in the feminine. You know, she has to, she had, like, there was no men being stewardesses back then. So. Oh, no, no, not at all. You will receive your golden wings at 32. Better than getting your red wings. You can join the Mile High Club, get your red wings, all if she's under 32. <laughs> uh, next on the list here, never heard this one. Sharks provide the cure for cancer. Mm. Shark uh. cartilage was believed to have cancer-fighting properties. Until the 90s, sharks were also believed believed to be uh, immune to cancer. Since then, 42 cases of tumors found in sharks have been recorded, effectively debunking this belief. Well, you know, I do know that in China, shark fin soup is yeah. actually something that is a delicacy. Mm-hmm. And um, I've seen photos of busts where uh, they've gotten these people who smuggle and traffic in shark fins. Yeah, and, I've seen it. And they grind them up. They do all sorts of things with them. Yeah, and the sad part about it is, is like they cut the fins off, and then the, the rest of the shark is just thrown away. And you see these pictures of these busts, and there are just thousands upon thousands of these shark fins. Well, that's a terrible thing, and hopefully, it's one on the list that we can all get past and get over. Mind-blowing things that were held common knowledge in the 60s. Have you ever heard this slogan, this mantra, apparently, from the 60s? Keep busy so you don't end up getting busy. Oh, uh, keep busy so you don't have sex. Yes. This was a mantra in the 60s. Teens were encouraged to spend every moment of a date actively engaged in activities to avoid the temptation of getting physical. Bowling, pinball, uh, mini golf. You've got to be engaged. Dancing at a sock hop. Apparently, <laughs> you know, dancing in a sock hop, yeah. like da- Danny and the Juniors. Let's go to the hop. Why not just? Uh, we're busy playing hide the salami or something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they took that one off the list. Yeah, I think kids are still encouraged to, uh, nowadays not to do that stuff. But back in my mother's days, they used to uh, wait for a little smooch, you know, out in the car before they got dropped off. Yeah. My mom constantly tells me, uh, as soon as that car pulled up, I'd see the porch light flashing on and off. Man, yeah. come on, let's, let's get let's inside. Go. Keep moving. Yeah. Keep getting busy. That's fun. Yeah. Huh? yeah. 
Uh, here's another fun one, uh, commonly held conception 60 years ago. Uh, smoking relieved pregnancy constipation. It also relieves pregnancy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, well, we found out anyway. Well, I will tell you, my, my mother smoked the entire time she was pregnant with me. <laughs> Dude, that oh, made oh. so many things. It's all coming <laughs> So many things are clear to me now. I know. Now, granted, my mother was a high school student when she was pregnant with me between 70 and so probably the summer of 1970 and January of 71 when I was born. So, you know. Uh, it says, well, today women are encouraged to eat more fiber while suffering from constipation. 60 years ago, all they had to do was take up smoking. Can you imagine your doctor telling a pregnant woman, just take up smoking? Smoke a cigarette, Jan, and then take and, a shot of espresso. And make sure you eat a green thing every single day. On the same topic, pregnant women uh, should avoid gaining weight, they were told 60 years ago. <laughs> oh, boy. They were told that at the most, a 20-pound weight gain during pregnancy. Pregnant mothers were encouraged to skip lunch and eat non-fat dairy products. So they could stay thinner. Well, Dude, how did they ever think that that was good for well, the mother or the baby? Okay, but let's 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 be honest. I've, I've seen <laughs> I've seen some pregnant women where you're like, this is unhealthy for her and the baby. Like they're that big. Well, I guess when fat women get pregnant, they're gonna get bigger all the way around. But oh. you can't blame the pregnancy per se, right? Come on, dude. Are we really talking about intake while we're pregnant? Yeah. I could see you wanting to eat healthier. I'll feed the baby good food. Feed yourself good food. But uh, the amount—that's uh, a little odd, right? That's all to keep women looking nice while they're pregnant. No cheeseburgers, no kielbasa, you know, that sort of thing. There's no health reason for it, right? No, of course not. It depends on the mother. And does she have things like diabetes or something like that? Because then there's gestational diabetes, which could actually be exacerbated if she's eating unhealthily, you know? Yeah, that's, a, that's fair. Tremendous play by Brisky. Yeah. Uh, on a similar topic here, the next one is uh, uh, when young girls lack charm, uh, she was sent to a school of etiquette. These charm schools encouraged various behaviors, including some that were geared specifically towards overweight little girls who were commonly called back then fat dumplings. I've never heard that term, have you? No, thankfully. I mean, can you imagine, dude? Can you imagine growing up? This was before our time, obviously. I mean, uh, if you grew up this way, this is mental illness, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it was just commonplace back then, so ignorance bred ignorance. But it's just humorous to me to read this list that this is almost entirely sexist notions that completely were commonly held back then. Uh, back 60 years ago, many predictions were made about the future 60 years later, in other words, now, uh, that didn't end up be, uh, becoming reality. One commonly held belief back then was in the 21st century, Americans would be working 30-hour work weeks and taking month-long vacations. Ooh, European style. I mean, right. Yeah. Right? We've gone the opposite. 40 hours is slacking, and whoever gets yeah. There's constant pressure to keep up with the Joneses, and the Joneses seem to work 50, 55, 60-hour work weeks. Right. And I'm still waiting on the flying cars and all that stuff. So, Yeah. Damn you, George Jetson. Exactly. Uh, here's a crazy one. I, I, I seriously never heard of this. Uh, 60 years ago, it was a commonly held belief that there was no such thing as marital rape. Oh, Yeah. I, I think that that's still legal in some areas. A few. It definitely still takes place, yeah. I just didn't know that 60 years ago it was thought that there was no such thing. It says, in fact, a woman who refused sex to her husband, it was grounds for divorce in court. Yeah. Like you could use yeah. that as legal grounds. Yeah, I, I do think it still is legal in some areas in this country. Wow. Yeah. Stay out of that state. Yeah. Top 10 places to move to. Um <laughs> Next on the list, I can debunk this one for you. Uh, 60 years ago, and you got to remember, this is right after Motown. Uh, it was thought that Detroit had a bright future and maybe like the new Mecca of America. Did for a while, dude. We built a yeah. uh, fine American auto in Detroit. We we, we bred Motown in, in right. Detroit. And now it breeds Kid Rock. So that answers that question as yeah, to how advanced Michigan has become. So. I guess we got Slim Shady was the last good thing to come out of there. Well, Slim Shady and me, obviously. Oh, yes, duh. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing bright going on in Detroit's future. So uh, let's see here. If you're listening, we love Detroit for all you've given us. It's time for a break. 
Yeah, you can take Kid Rock back, but otherwise, <laughs> right? We're happy for everything else. It's also Spencer Torkelson. Spencer Who's Torkelson. Spencer Torkelson, Brewski? He's the first baseman for the Detroit Tigers. He's 23 years old, quite the phenom, quite a great ball player. All right. Yeah, so that's oh, that that's my a... brain. I just had to forget a useful fact to now introduce that one in my brain. So thanks. <laughs> what about Spencer Torkelson? Yeah, now I've memorized that. I had to forget something to memorize that. <laughs> what did you erase? You don't remember? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Next time you guys ask me a question, I'm all dumbfounded. It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll know about Spencer. Uh, one of the trends back in the '60s was uh, to try to find ways to eliminate talking while on a date. Talking on a date was considered to be overrated and that women were bad conversationalists. <laughs> Come on, dude. Why didn't you want talking to be happening? Well, isn't it ironic? They were just saying in order to not fool around, stay busy, but they were like, yeah. don't talk to her. Like, that's a waste of time. Don't, don't talk to this woman. <laughs> she didn't have anything yeah. worthwhile to say. I, I, I will tell you this. As an Uber driver who... Picks up a lot of people that are on dates. Yeah. I will tell you that the conversations in my car, there have been more than a few times where I just want to put a gun in my mouth and just end it right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. And having oh. a lot of first dates in the last several years of my life, yeah, there's, that's definitely a phenomenon out there. And I well, think it's a way to filter women out, quite frankly. If you can't have a good conversation, like, boot them. I, yes. And the thing about it is that some of these you, are obvious that they're not first dates or anything like that. And I'm thinking to myself, if this is the kind of conversation you have with this person on a regular basis, why are you still with them? Rachel and I were at breakfast on Sunday. Uh, we've been doing this whole fasting thing. So we said, let's go out for breakfast. We, this is our treat of the week, right? We could order yeah. a great breakfast at a, like a greasy spoon. We get sat in this uh, uh, booth, and right behind us is these two kids that are, when I say kids, 22, 22, right around there, sitting across from each other, boy and a girl, and uh, I can hear them perfectly in Southern Rachel. <laughs> so this became our entertainment for our meal because it's obvious they're on a first date, oh. and there's a little awkwardness to it all. Finally, this guy does something I've never heard of. Maybe you've done it. Maybe you've heard of it. He says, well, should I just lay it all on the table? To my dismay, this girl says, sure. So, dude, this guy dives in the deep end and is like, so when I was four years old, my dad used to beat the crap out of my mom and uh, she put up with that for a couple of years. My brother and I got beat once in a while, but not like my mom. And she's just like, wow. I think, okay, you, you got it out. This goes on to be a 25-minute conversation that I had to leave for. About uh, the sort of burying bodies in the backyard. <laughs> Dude, it would not have surprised me. His next admission uh, came less than five minutes into their date and he says uh then we found out that it wasn't just me my dad was molesting it was all of my siblings oh, and geez. this poor girl dude i mean the poor guy too he went through all this but in the date this girl was looking like you know her mom made her cocoa with marshmallows every morning like yeah, she had right. never heard anything like this before <laughs> this was phenomenal breakfast time show on right. for me i can imagine that was entertaining to listen to but what was the vibe of the woman near the end because a woman's either going to be completely repelled by that if she's normal or some women probably be you know bizarrely turned on or intrigued by it i think she was too young and too inexperienced to know like this is a big red flag right it was nice to meet you bye i was gonna say that's that's the red flag generator like just thanks for throwing them all out it was nice to know you see ya yeah but I think she was in more of a position, at least I fear, that she immediately went to, like, oh, I could save this guy. Like, you know, he needs love, you know, right. and that's going to change your whole life. Yeah, if you're looking for codependency, I guess that's a good way to, you know, vet that out. So. I suppose. Never heard anything like it. She wow. didn't do any of the talking, dude, except for, wow, that's terrible. I'm sorry. Wow.
Well, well, well. Did the cops show up by the end of it to arrest him for a variety of things he admitted to? It ended with him asking for the bill. They bring the bill over. They both pull their cards out like they're going to pay Dutch. And he says, uh, no, let me pay for it, please. I asked you out. I'd like to pay for it. And she let him pay for it, and they walked out. And I don't know if they'll ever see each other again. Just like when my father paid for the hitman to kill my mom, like, you know, the gentleman always pays. So. Yeah, he went to rentahitman.com. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, uh, the I... last thing on my list here I'm just going to throw out, because I think we've all done some field research on this one. Uh, these are, again, commonly held beliefs 60 years ago that uh, uh, marijuana is deadly. The natural yeah. was seen as a deadly narcotic, causing people to lose their mind, commit unspeakable crimes, and even die. Dude, the uh, government put out all this uh, video. Yeah, oh, propaganda, yeah. Yeah, all the propaganda was everywhere on the radio, on billboards, in schools, on TV. And it was, you smoke this, you're going to go crazy, you're going to die. Yeah. Have we all seen Reefer Madness? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a classic stoner movie. It's an old propaganda film about, you know, commit murders and rapes and all this stuff if you're on. Oh, yeah. It just shows you the uh, conservatives have been fighting against pot for a long time, and they're losing that battle, thankfully. So, I got some inane argument. We posted a TikTok video about, you know, how do you talk to kids nowadays about marijuana since it's legal? Do you treat it like beer or other alcohol or not? And, uh-huh. and some idiot chimed in on there of, like, pot's still illegal, just so you know. And I'm like, well, you mean federally, right? He's like, yeah, that makes it illegal. I'm like, yeah. But in reality, in many states, there's stores down the street. No one's arresting you. Like, it is legal. And this guy just kept being, no, federal Trump state, you liberal idiots. I'm like, dude, okay, let me talk to an adult about this because (laughs) it is legal in many, many states. Yes. Obviously, we've proven it's not deadly. So may kill a couple of brain cells, but that's about it. Yes. I'm done with my list. I know you've got some mind-blowing things, too, so you can uh, you can proceed however you'd like. Okay. We're going to continue with our 25 best mind-blowing questions. And if I ask them, do they blow your mind or do they not? I would like to know. And if you have an answer for them, I would also like to know. Capisci? I'm curious. I love having yes. my mind blown. So what questions could you possibly ask me? Is water wet? That's a dumb question. Your mind is unblown. This is the dumbest thing you've ever heard. Well, isn't water the definition of wet? What's the? How could that not be true? The debate around this question can get surprisingly heated among people, friends, and enemies alike. It ultimately depends on how you define wet. Oh, Jesus. Those in the no camp typically argue that wet means to saturate with a substance, in which case, no, water is the substance itself. It's not saturated with water. (laughs) So that's like saying is red red. You know, because it's already red, it's saturated with red, so it's just saturated with it. It's actually white. Like so, so if you're unless it's brick red or maroon, then it's not really red because it's not as deep a red as it could possibly be. Ruski, technically not. Uh, those who would answer yes to this question typically argue that wet means made of liquid or moisture. If that's your definition, water's primarily wet because it's liquid. That is the definition. You don't have to saturate something for it to be wet. <laughs> you know what? I would just <laughs> tell them. nuances is that. But okay. if, they, if they want to ask me about, about wet and how can you tell? <laughs> yeah. Just... Go talk to any of the women I've dated. They'll tell you. As you say, your index finger can usually figure that out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wet means wet. That's I what the word know. is. <laughs> I mean, so, and obviously water is by definition wet. All I'm right. Silly. My mind's not blown yet. Uh, all right. Number two will blow your mind. Can you ever really know what you look like? Pause. Mm. <laughs> After all, you only see reflections, photographs, or videos of yourself, of which are two-dimensional representations of what you look like. There was a mirror that was floating around. Uh, I can't remember what they called the mirror. I would ask Brewski, but I wouldn't even know what to ask him. It's a mirror that... No, it is a mirror. Uh, It reflects you just as you are. Okay. Does that make sense? It like doesn't every other reverse beer? you. No, it does not oh, reverse, it does reverse you. you. So, okay. uh, so that's still, 
With that said, it is incredible, dude, to see the side-by-sides of somebody looking in a mirror and then somebody looking into a mirror that puts you in reverse. There is so much more light in a person's eyes that you could see like they're alive. Uh, And in the ones that we see on a normal basis, they just look dead. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So my yeah. normal reversed reflection, I look dead in the eyes versus if they somehow didn't flip it around. Let me tell you, dude, you only have ever seen your face in reverse of how it actually is. Except in pictures. No, it's in reverse, dude. It's the same thing. That takes off a, a mirror. It's, you've never on, like, seen yourself. On Zoom, there's an option to either show your mirror image or your true image. I'm looking at my true image, not the mirror image. Right, so you can read things, things are the frontwards to back, but that's right. not, Your it's not the same. It's not the well, same. Listen, I've heard this silly question before, and I, I think I was in fifth grade when I debunked this, because, okay, I get the philosophical, if it's a reflection, how do you know what's you, blah, blah, blah. Because I can stand next to somebody else and look at them in the mirror and then look at them in reality next to me and go, yep, you look the same. Problem solved. Hmm. I don't know if that's true because you're seeing them in the mirror. But then I look to them in real life and I go, yeah, you look the same. Yeah, you look somewhat the same, but all the angles are different. If you really study, but you know what you look like, obviously, from seeing your reverse image. It's kind of like I have this theory that we all see colors differently, that in first grade or whatever, they held up the card that has the color orange and they said, what you see, this is called orange. But maybe we all see that color actually differently. It's what being colorblind can be, right? Still your orange? Yeah. So I know to call it orange, and you know to call it orange, but my eyes could see completely differently than yours. That blows my mind. But this whole mirror thing, no, because I can look in the mirror and look at you and go, yeah, you look the damn same to me. All right. Well, you answered the question, dude. It did not blow your mind. (laughs) Did not. Uh, gentlemen, if someone learns from, <laughs> oh, if somebody boy. learns from the show, it would be a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody learns from a mistake, was it a mistake? Oh, good gravy. <laughs> yes. <You think> so? <laughs> I can ask people coming out of prison, like, did you learn from that? Yeah. Was it a mistake? Well, I just spent 20 years in jail, so apparently it was a mistake. Well, yeah. what is the difference then <laughs> between a learning opportunity and a mistake? Legalities, laws. <laughs> that, that'd be the difference. Pretty sure, much. some mistakes are benign or innocent, and you can just live and learn and move on. But other mistakes have some pretty serious consequences attached. So. Sure. But is it a mistake if you learn from it? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Not uh, learning from it would also be a mistake. But learning from it doesn't undo the mistake. I mean, you've benefited from it. That doesn't mean it wasn't a mistake. Otherwise, why would you need to learn from it? I just don't know how we're going to define learning opportunity. I, I, I Steve, mean, it doesn't have to be a mistake to be a learning opportunity. So there's nuance to that. Sure, something good can happen that you learn from the birth of a child. I learned a lot from that. A lot of it was disturbing, but doesn't mean it was a mistake. But you know, obviously, you can learn from mistakes. It still makes it a mistake, though. Like two wrongs don't really make a right. We'll revisit three lefts, though, make a right. So. Do you ever think about that? Blows your mind, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> wow, it's true though. Three lefts make a right. Two wrongs don't make a right. Three lefts make a right. Huh? Huh? I don't even want to think about that. It's just too much. I used to for the good time oldies when we played turn, turn, turn. Yeah, here's the birds with turn, turn, turn. Remember, two wrongs don't make a right, but three lefts do. Good time oldies <laughs> in KBS. This is a question that will blow blow your mind. Uh, Steve has brought this up before, uh, at least you know part of this question. How do we know what day of the week it is? That's a great question. You know how you sometimes get mixed up and spend half the day thinking it's a Thursday, only to find out it's a Tuesday. Before things were digitized, who kept track of these things, and how do we know they didn't mix up at some point? Aliens. Aliens kept us on track. That's the answer. Uh, I often joke on the radio when I announce, hey, it's a Tuesday, like just in case you've lost track. Like Otherwise, I don't know why I'm telling you it's a Tuesday. Apparently, I assume you don't know what day of the week it is, but... How do we keep track? I mean, again, it, and that doesn't blow my mind because in modern times, there's obviously very easy answers. And as to whether or not it got off somewhere, well, that was into my whole question of how do we come up with this calendar and all that. But You're tuned in to mind. a segment that is meant to blow Steve's mind and thus far. 
How's you your mind? Is it being How's brisky? Um, no, it's it's not. I mean, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, this is the, the, this is kind of like a lot of these questions that that get asked of you by someone who's pretending to be um, intellectual. You know, they they they'll, they'll come in and they'll they're the ones that want to talk to you about how the Earth really isn't round, or they'll say stuff about the moon landing. And and that sort of thing. And some of my follow ups have been mind blowing, but the uh, origins so far, no. yeah. it's blowing my mind that it's not blowing my mind. Uh, yeah. That yeah. Kind of Did you know that you can use peanuts to make dynamite if that doesn't literally and figuratively <laughs> blow your mind? That would blow my mind then if I have a mouth Nick, of peanuts. Yeah. And make I think Nick's been hanging out with MacGyver. I'm just going to say, that sounds like a MacGyver episode right there, baby. Yeah. So I will share with you, uh, here's, here's something for you. Please. So in my backyard, there used to be this pit that had this a lid that flipped up and down. What's it for? That's what I'm going to tell you. So back during World War II, what you would do is you would actually take, like whenever you ate meat, like bones and that sort of thing, and yeah. you would you would throw these bones in this can that sat in the ground, and there was somebody that would come around, and they would take the contents of the can, go house to house, and then take those bones away. They would make bombs because the, the glycerin that was inside animal bones was used to make munitions, bombs, and, and that sort of thing. So that so people would actually save them in their backyard. So that's why I'm not surprised by the peanuts and dynamite thing, because obviously, if you're intelligent enough to figure out what's inside these sorts of things, you can find other compounds to put together and make an explosive out of them. I would agree with Bruski. The fact that there are natural elements that can become explosive is not below my mind. But the people used to store them in their backyards, uh, that does blow my mind. So kudos to Bruski. <laughs> kudos to Bruski. Uh, I think that it's non-negotiable that I blew your mind <laughs> with dynamite at the very least. I <laughs> mean, I don't know what you're trying to mind. get out of it. Have Listen, they blown your mind, Nick, any of these realizations? Steve, Bruski, why do people have different phobias? Do you have any clue? Bringing <laughs> nature, nurture, our brains are all wired differently. Traumatic events. Yeah, traumatic events would be the first one I would think of. Like when you think of cholerophobia, you know, which is the fear of clowns. Yeah. You know, perhaps you had a bad experience with them as a child. Right. Yes. Listen, I'm going to tell you, well, you guys mind. are both wrong. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> if something is more life threatening, like heights, why doesn't everyone experience? Acrophobia. On the other hand, why do some people experience comonophobia? It's a fear of buttons. More people in this world are afraid of buttons than they are of heights. Explain. It's not from a traumatic situation. Where do we get phobias from, gentlemen? Is that a fact? More people are afraid of buttons than heights? Uh, that's a fact. Yes. Dude. All right. I mean, I just certified it, so you tell me. I already told well, you. Part of it is traumatic events. Part of it is just people's brains are wired differently. Nature versus nurture. Like, there are other elements besides trauma that can give you phobias. Why? I don't know. That's, okay, but... Well, then we've blown your mind, dude, if you don't know why. Okay, here's, here's one for you. On the opposite side of having phobias... What about things that turn people on, like cholerophilia, which I experience, which Please, is to expand. That means that that you're turned on by clowns, hmm. right? So why why are people turned on by things that they're, that they're turned on by? Listen, some people us. still get turned on by traumatic events. I mean, if yeah, any woman with daddy issues. I mean, you know, that's oh, well, textbook definition. Well, cutters in particular. Again, with all things sexuality, people's brains are wired differently. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to get too serious, but this is why some people feel they are in the wrong gender or the wrong sexuality. Like, I know you may not get it, you know, Kid Rock or whoever, but people's brains are different. And some of it is just hardwired in there. Some of it may be nature, nurture, traumatic events or whatever, but a good movie you saw as a kid, it turns you on, so now you want to bang a clown? I don't know. Yeah. I think you explained it well, but uh, Brewski. Yes. What... Do you uh, hearken back to, to for that turn on? I mean, where, where'd you get it? Where's the oh. earliest memory in life where you can experience that? This is what I do in therapy every week. Sexy clowns. 
Where? Sometimes you, you say, oh, gosh, this, you see a female clown that's oh, got gosh, the makeup. And, Nick. <laughs> woo, yeah. <laughs> but what sexy clowns are you seeing? I've not seen that at Ringling Brothers. Fishnets, I mean, are they sexy clowns or do you find uh, A little bit of both. Ingrid sometimes sexy. Some, sometimes, sometimes regular clowns, female regular clowns, absolutely. Hmm. Interesting. I will tell you years lips. ago. Uh, years ago, Jamie and I, my ex-wife, we went to a Halloween thing as Joker and Harley Quinn. And she's kind of a clown, right? And I remember telling my wife, like, yeah. well, maybe don't lose that outfit at, uh, after tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Harley Quinn's a different story, all right? It's obvious why she's hot. Yeah, but she's a clown, well, too. She's got the makeup on and stuff. So I could see that as my point. On Bruce, with, but I've never seen a sexy clown besides that. All right, Nick, keep blowing our mind. We got, uh, I don't know, five or ten minutes. All right. Uh what is the <laughs> hold on a second now i just got to make sure this is the right one what is the opposite of fire what is the opposite of fire is this a philosophical debate i don't know that natural elements have an opposite per se i mean you could say ice i guess i was just thinking the same thing steve uh it is not fire or water or ice it's not i mean it's not it's not in any of those things so what's the How opposite about, i got one for you nick Apathy. Apathy. Oh, now you blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I'm throwing these softballs out. Brewski hits them out of the park. And uh, this is where we're going. This is where we're taking the show. Okay. I think my answer was correct. There's not a technical opposite of any yeah. element, but if you want to get philosophical, then ice would be the opposite of fire, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we, my mind is still as we continue, will you <laughs> stop talking to me like I'm asking these questions? <laughs> <Well>, you are. <laughs> right? Well, you, I, I don't want to be judged over these. I'm reading an article I found. Okay, all right. You seem to be defending them, though. So that's... <laughs> No, I'm not. I, I want to make them titillating and exciting and thought-provoking. Where, where is this from? So I know where to send my animosity <laughs> science of dot com okay oh okay all right the science of people that sounds science good. what was that uh costanza you donated to the people fund or something yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> the human fund the human fund the human fund yes money for for humans yes all right what else you got there people fund people how much can a person change their behavior or personality how much how do you measure that most people have areas they're working on, tardiness, laziness, becoming more compassionate, other aspects of oneself. However, how much can one, how much could one truly change? Is personality pretty much set or can you change how you see things and do a little work on yourself? Listen to, uh, we'll go back to the Joker and Harley Quinn. If you have some sort of psychotic snap, you can change your personality quite a bit. Otherwise, I would say people are, you can make improvements, you can round off the rough edges, you know, maybe learn some new skill sets, but can you dramatically change your personality? Oof, that's a tough one. I would say it's a limited answer, but is this, is perhaps like a... mind-blowing? No. No? <laughs> I mean, come on. What is it going to take? We're on number 19. I know. If the answer was you can change your personality dramatically by doing X, Y, and Z, that would blow my mind. But just answering the question, how much can someone? Not much is the answer. That doesn't blow my mind at all. So. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you gradually replace the planks of a wooden boat one by one, so the the end of the bro. <laughs> Oh, I'm your mind is short-circuiting as you try to read these things. With straight <laughs> wow, Nick's having a good time blowing. with this. Okay, one. listen, this is great. Really pay attention to this. I don't want to read. I don't want to read it twice. Sure. All right. <clears throat> if you gradually <laughs> be a professional, damn it! Come on. I can't even. I, no. Okay. All right. If you gradually replace the planks. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not helping you. I'm just gonna wait until you can get this question out. Oh my god, dude! If you, oh my god! <laughs> Nick's giving me the move on motion. You got the list. I can't it's move too on. Too bad, anymore. dude. It's just, it's just too bad. I no, I've got to know. Come on, get it out. What is it if you're gradually replacing planks? Could you fix an entire boat while you're floating? What? <laughs> Focus. <laughs> I'm I'm trying. Okay. Yeah. You got this. Hold on, I can't look at you. <laughs> <laughs>
How you gonna read? It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be our longest episode ever. I, can't I do think it. so. We're going back to the three-hour format. Yeah, and gradually replace. <laughs> What? Tune I don't in tell next you. Week, you dude. gradually <laughs> replace planks on a boat. Keep going from there. Come on, get a few more words out. I'll piece them together. Yeah, like a quilt. <laughs> one by one. Uh-huh, one, okay. one by one. By the end of the process, <laughs> will it be a new boat? Yeah. That's it. Okay, so if you gradually <laughs> replace a plank at a time on a boat, that's such a stupid question. <laughs> isn't then a new boat? Um. Well, I mean, this gets into the old debate about when you renovate an old car. If you've replaced everything, is it still a renovated car or is it a brand new car? I I would argue it's essentially a, a remake. It's not not the same boat. You've remade it with all new parts. But is it old? Is it new? It is new. It's all new parts. Why are you well, doing it, floating on the new, water, though? That's just dumb. So, <laughs> it's also new to you. So sure. instead of saying it's used, it's new to you. Yeah, I've seen a lot of the car renovation shows where they find this rusted out old thing, and then it's a brand new car by the end of the renovation. Like, it's obviously not the original car. I don't even know what's original in it. So you, you've done a remake. You didn't actually uh, renovate it, per se. So to answer your profound question, if you replace planks one at a time, which is impossible, but whatever, <laughs> would it be a new not boat? impossible. Well, of course it is. You have to deconstruct more than just one plank at a time to be yeah. you know, replacing de- and sealing. It didn't say deconstruct. It said replace. I'm saying you would have to. You can't just pull one plank at a time. you got to go sections and... You know, obviously water is going to be coming in if you're going one plank at a time. Well, yeah. wouldn't you be in a dry dock? I mean, you know, I mean who's, who's repairing a boat while it's yeah. flowing? That was I mean, not the question. That was not the question. All right. My mind is blown by the idiocy of the question. That's about it, though. There you go. It's a new boat by the end of it. All right. Well. What do you got? Power through a couple more. Can money buy happiness, Yes. Steven? Yes. You think it? Oh, boy, that's debatable. You see All that right? thing behind me? That dirt bike? That's yeah. happiness right there, and I needed money to get it. So, yes, money can buy happiness. <laughs> what starts and ends with E and only has one letter? I. Hmm. This is more of a riddle now than a, a profound question. Okay. What starts and ends with E but only has one letter? E. It's an envelope, dude. It's it's an envelope. If that doesn't blow your mind, this is a one letter. No, I don't know. Yeah, that's a dad joke. Well, that's like what is what is four wheels and flies? A garbage truck, you know? (laughs) Okay, yeah. Well, that Uh, not mind blowing, but that's a good dad joke. I like that. So, although technically you could put more than one letter in an envelope, but I digress. Uh, mind blowing questions to make you think. If a net gets torn. Does it have more or fewer holes? <laughs> oh, 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 I just well, felt it. My mind just got blown right there. That was the one. That was the one that did it to you. I think so. Would it have more or fewer holes if you tear in that? Mm, I guess it would have fewer holes, right? I don't know. Depends how many one. you well, rip through. Well, because a hole is actually saying that uh, it wasn't put there purposely. Whereas, you know, a net obviously has voids in it that were left in there. So that's yeah, already... I mean, it's a less functional net, I would suppose, at that point. But yeah, if you it's take a basketball answer, net... Or dude, pitching, your mind's already been blown. I it mean, is. It's worked. Kudos. You got me on one. All right. Oof, my How gosh. many more do we have? Uh, why does facial hair grow more uh, prominently in some face areas? Why... You asking me? The answer might blow my mind, but I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Hey, these, as I described them, are mind-blowing questions no, to make you think. That's silly. I don't know. I don't know that to be true. I mean, I guess. I, I guess anecdotally, it is. But I would need to know what the answer is to know if that blows my mind. The question does not blow my mind. Yeah, scientifically. Yeah, I mean that's I guess common knowledge. It doesn't grow everywhere on your like, face. You're not Sasquatch. So. so, so like, well, why is it that that I have a hard time 
growing growing a beard, but I can grow nose hair like, like it's no problem at all. Right. Uh, and if you said mind. it's because of whatever, it's uh, Boston beer makes your nose hairs grow longer, that would blow my mind. But Yeah. I don't even know what that question means. So Fail. Next. If everyone feels like life is unfair, does that make life fair for everyone? Um, mm, yeah, mm, mind bender. I'm going to give you three quarters credit on that one. God, you are something, dude. I had a teacher that I always hated this, but, you know, whenever someone in the class would say, that's not fair, he would say, you don't want life to be fair. Otherwise, every time you speed, you'd get a ticket. So do you want life to be fair? Okay. Did I blow your mind with that? No. <laughs> no, simple. simple well, I, yeah, I'm going to give you credit on that one, though, because you're right. If if life's unfair for everyone, does that make it fair? I, I think it makes it equally unfair for everyone. All right. Well, there you answered the question, dude. All right. uh, what did you do today? I blew Steve's mind. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you did today, but nice. I blew your mind. My nickname for my junk is Mind. So be careful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's good stuff. I hope we blew everyone's mind between things that were commonly held 60 years ago and uh, Nick's profound questions that he did not write. So don't get mad at him. <laughs> so don't judge me, please. Right. Just asking. I used to say that to my dad all the time. Like, jeez, I'm just asking. I feel the same way with you guys, dude. I didn't make them. <laughs> just asking. I had another teacher that always say, you know, the whole thing, like, there's no dumb questions, right? He would say, there's no dumb questions, wow. just dumb people. That's, oh, there's thanks. a lot of truth to that. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of complexes from my high school years. So. I'll leave you with uh, something that my music teacher used to say to me. Miss Schuster used to say before we would leave the class. And remember class, uh, she said, remember, practice yeah. does not make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Mm -hmm. Until next time, bye. Peace, peace. Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, Big Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one.